It is Monday the 23rd of September, I'm your host Ryan Kia and this is the Quantium Cast. Today we are in for a treat, it is the beginning of the week and that shows that we have quite a lot of intensity ahead. One example of something that's happened over the weekend includes further escalations in the Middle East between Iran, Saudi Arabia, the US and many other nations. On the Iranian side we have China, on the American side we have Saudi Arabia, or more so on the Saudi side we have the US uh, backing them up. But at the moment we can only confirm a little bit of damage on the Abqa'ig uh, oil refinery and that damage had been a little bit more than expected. Oil prices have rallied a little bit. I believe they're up around 0.7%. We must note that this damage that had happened something like a week or so ago had been the greatest in history, the greatest single disruption in history. That was 5.7 million barrels of oil per day had been taken off the market and it will be restored in due course, but at the moment the market is having a deficit in terms of too little supply, too much demand, which should push prices up in theory, using a little bit of basic knowledge and common sense here. And we could use oil's example. Actually, oil is up 1.2% to $65.11. We're talking about Brent oil here, the most expensive form of oil that uh, is sourced from the North Sea. Crude oil, WTI crude oil, otherwise known as West Texas Intermediate Oil, is actually sourced from the US, hence why it's called West Texas instead of Brent. Brent is from the North Sea. And to explain the differences, Brent oil is just a more expensive hydrocarbon that is also longer, and that makes it more durable. WTI oil obviously has shorter chain hydrocarbon lengths, and so the oil is cheaper because there is less energy within it. All right, so to begin today, we're going to be looking at Seeing Machines Limited. They've got some results alongside Keystone Law Group. And we also have two announcements regarding Thomas Cook PLC. And that includes the compulsory liquidation from Thomas Cook Group themselves, but also the effect that it has on competitors such as on the Beach Group. PLC. So we're going to get right into Seeing Machines' results. They are an AI-based company for traffic systems. And the issue is with companies that are involved in the AI space is that they have huge R&D costs. And these aren't just one-off costs, they are ongoing costs. So yes, we will look at their results and note that their gross profit is up around 230% to 18.7 million Australian dollars, but their R&D expenditures are up by 15 million Australian dollars to 35.8 million. And if we compare their revenue of 31 million to their R&D expenditures of almost 36 million, as we just mentioned, the company's guaranteed to make a loss 
but on top of a 13 million cost of sales figure and a couple of other expenses being taken off, including 13 million Australian dollars worth of corporate services expenses. That takes the loss after income tax, foreseeing Machines Limited to 41 million Australian dollars. And if we transfer the exchange rate of 0.54 pence per, well actually 54 pence per Australian dollar, we will equate this loss to a net loss of around 22 million pounds. Now, for a company with a market cap of $137 million, the majority of the valuation here is in the product itself, also the service that seeing machines are providing. And that service is the driver monitoring system solution. And they have a leading position in this area because it's so niche. They also recently completed a fundraising of around $51.3 million in Australian dollar terms. And that basically was to be reinvested into their driver monitoring platform. And they hoped would help the development and also scaling the infrastructure there. The only issue is their cash burn is so high that this fundraise wasn't on a lights out situation, but more so they had just realized that it might be a good idea to fund now, because in the future, if say our share price is depressed, then we may have a lack of liquidity and also issues to raise funds. If we look at their share price in the past year, they made highs at eight pence per share and lows at around 2.9 pence per share, currently trading at 4.1. The mid's probably like 4.5. A market cap, as we mentioned earlier, of 137 million pounds, that is. So in terms of US dollar, well, American dollars, that equates them to way over 200 million Australian dollars, or AUD, as we could put it. They raised that 51.3 million pounds, and their cash and cash equivalents figure stands at around 54.8 million Australian dollars. So their figures up 12 million in comparison to the corresponding period in 2018. The only issue is that in these results for the past 12 months, we can assume that uh, if we add 51.3 million on top of the previous cash figure, the cash burn of 37 odd million dollars isn't that sustainable to say the least. I, I can only assume that within a year's time, there will be another need to raise funds and seeing machines could take a placing as they had done so before, or they could just go and hopefully get involved with some banks or whatever, or reach out to a major shareholder. That's never off the cards. But I mean, if we're looking at their full year 2020 revenue expectation, it is expected to increase by over 40%, ranging from 45 to 50 million Australian dollars. And a couple of their Guardian units are expected to be growing by 68%. And annualized recurring revenue is expected to be safe of around 18 to 20 million dollars. 
and that is growth of 50% on full year 2019. So a lot of the income is quite stable and recurring revenue is something we like to see on companies that have low intrinsic value, but a lot of extrinsic value, such as Seeing Machines Limited. So now moving on to Keystone Law Group, the top 100 challenger law firm. Keystone Law Group have reported results for the six months ended the 31st of July 2019. Revenues are up in comparison to the corresponding period by around three million pounds to 22.98 million pounds. If we take away the cost of sales, see their gross profit figure, the margins stand at around 30%. These are gross profit margins, maybe just under, more so 27 odd percent. If we take away admin expenses and other costs, we could give them an operating profit of 2.3 million pounds. That gives them a operating profit margin of around 10%. If we look at the profit before tax, they have some finance income. So we will assume that after they pay corporation tax, they'll have around two million pounds. So of one pound worth of revenue, around eight pence of that is net profit after tax. That is not bad, but not great either. If we look at Keystone Law's market cap, we'll see that they're worth 161 million pounds. If we extrapolate this data for the second half of the year, and we assume they make four million pounds for the year, their price earnings ratio is around 40 to 41. And if we look at their share price over the years, they have rallied. In 2017, they ran 190 pence per share. They're currently trading at 515 pence per share, but with a decent spread, the ask is at 530, and the bid is at around 510 pence per share, 510 that is, and uh, 530 as mentioned. If we look at when they'd listed, in fact, they had listed at uh, 190 and a half pence per share, that was on the 1st of December 2017. But if we look at the 52 week price movement, in September 2018, the shares were trading at 330 pence per share. And as of the 52 week highs made on 25th of June 2019, the shares were at 542. They had a brief drop to 415 before recovering to around 525 if we were to just estimate the mid right now. To summarize the results, we can see that the performance was above expectation. Keystone's board have mentioned that they were delighted to report these results and they're confident that this performance above expectations has laid a strong foundation for the rest of the year. Moving on to Thomas Cook Group. This company has been around for a very long time. In fact, they are the oldest travel company or were the oldest travel company and now have cemented their legacy as one that struggled to keep up with an ever rapidly moving market. Consumers have been increasingly aware 
of their packages that they use for holidays. A lot of people want cheaper prices and they don't want a generic package that is done. A lot of people like freedom these days. We could use trends of eating. A lot of people want to go vegan or vegetarian or just be aware of what they're eating, whether there are many calories in there or a lot of sugar. It's completely up to the consumer. But consumers have been wanting to have control. And that seems to have been apparent in this RNS because the company Thomas Cook Group have mentioned that they apologize to their millions of customers, thousands of employees, suppliers and partners who've supported them for many years. But the issue is if the customers have actually supported them, then they wouldn't be in this mess. And it's perfectly fine that the customers hadn't supported them because in comparison to other providers such as TUI Group, Thomas Cook simply cut short and they hadn't been carrying their weight if we were to use a metaphor. Thomas Cook Group have had horrible margins and they have struggled to innovate, keeping the same business model as we learned from Debenhams over hundreds of years doesn't help and it almost cements your doom of which uh, Thomas Cook have actually experienced today. It is a shame we extend our utmost condolences to shareholders because Thomas Cook have mentioned that obviously as a result of the compulsory liquidation they are going to suspend their shares from trading on the main market of the London Stock Exchange with immediate effect. We must also have a look at the statement released by On The Beach Group regarding Thomas Cook Airlines Limited. And On The Beach Group PLC, otherwise known as ticker symbol OTB, listed on the LSE, have mentioned that their affiliation with Thomas Cook Airlines has resulted in a one-off exceptional cost associated with helping customers organizing alternative travel arrangements and also encountering their lost margin on cancelled bookings. The group, otherwise known as On The Beach, the UK's leading online retailer for beach holidays, notes that they may be able to recover the costs of the cancelled flights via the same chargeback claim of which they used when Monarch had failed back in 2017. They are currently evaluating the potential effects of the failure on its forecasted performance for the year ending the 30th of September 2020 and a further update will be provided when appropriate. I can only assume that this inconclusive report is likely a short signal for traders on, on the Beecher shares. I, I'm a little bit worried to say the least, as they've announced a full year trading update will be released on the 22nd of October 2019. There are some remnants of this report to the one released by Sports Direct regarding the collapse of Debenhams, and we all know how that affected their profits. I believe they delivered a loss for the period that they were mentioning actually. If we look at On The Beach's shares, we must remember that the last time we covered them, they had actually released a bad trading update to say the least. Shares fell from £4.80 per share 
to lows of around £3.64. They are currently trading at £3.80 and had rallied a little bit on Friday after closing down to £3.63. They went back to £3.80. I can only assume that the shares will be down and they should be down around 10% in my opinion because the uncertainty would spook long-term investors and also get out any individuals who are considering the opportunity of say opening along on on the beaches shares if we look back over the past five years we can see lows in 2015 december at 170 pence per share and highs of 615 pence per share in april 2018 so shares have been very volatile but if you held from the beginning of that period to the highs you would have made a bit of money and if you held from the lows to the current price you still would have made around 170 percent of a gain decent returns to say the least for a company that sells beach holidays but anyways i've been your host ryan kia and before i head off to catch my train as usual i'd like to take this time to introduce you guys if you haven't already been on our site head on over to quantumresearch.co.uk we release a lot of articles that will potentially prompt your curiosity we could give an example we did one on bitcoin detailing an impending chop of which bitcoin could break out to either fourteen thousand dollars a coin or break down to around eight thousand five hundred well that chop can be accessed on our site you must make sure that you sign up to access any of our bonus content and also check us out on tradingview we release a couple of charts from time to time. And our Instagram page, at Quantium Research, we posted an interesting statistic regarding the returns of a risk parity portfolio, Ray Dalio's All Seasons, or is it All Weather, I believe? I get mixed up between the two. And uh, also the return of bills and stocks, so equities. We look at the volatility, the risk-adjusted returns, the peak drawdowns, you name it. But on that note, I'll have to make a mad dash for the train station. I've been your host, Ryan Kia. Until next time.